0: And welcome back. Hey, folks. Thanks for joining me today on today's episode. Here is our special guest right now. We have famed Captain, Captain Salazar, and he's here to tell us a little bit about his mission to completely eliminate pirates off the face of the Earth. Captain Salazar, thank you for joining us, and would you like to tell us a little bit more about your plan?
1: I'm the captain of the sea, and my job is to eradicate all the, all the pirates of the world. Well, one has always escaped me.
0: And you're saying one has always escaped you. I would presume, based on the things I've seen in the tabloids here and there, um, you're referring to Captain Jack Sparrow, correct?
1: Or the Sparrow.
0: And what is it specifically about Jack Sparrow? that, that, Like, where is this sort of tear in your relationship coming from? Jack Sparrow. Alright, the Triangle of Death, so I, I had been thinking about some vacation spots recently, and I'm assuming, based on what you're telling me, maybe not the Triangle of Death is not the place to be going. All, All right, well, you know what, I don't even know what you said right there, um, so we're just going to move on. Last question here was, um, I noticed you haven't had any issues with any of the Veggie Tales pirates. Um, can you explain a little bit about that? I know you really have an issue with most pirates. W- what's different about them? A good friend with the cucumber. All right. Well, I'm glad you like your cucumbers, uh, Captain Salazar, there. Thank you again for joining us. Um, we really appreciate having you on, and best of luck to you as well on your mission. Hopefully, you can eradicate all the pirates. Um, for you folks at home, thank you again for tuning into the show tonight. And now we go back to your regularly scheduled programming. hey ahoy, mates, and welcome to the newest episode of I like a refund I don't know why you sound like a Scottish pirate but we're going this route um yeah joining me today oh, this is Joel by the way uh captain Joel scurvy lads uh joining us today Ryan how you
2: doing <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was is that, was that a Barbosa impersonation or, or it a- could be honestly it could be most of the cast <laughs> for <we're> being honest <laughs> that, it, I mean it absolutely sounded like Salazar uh, I think I I just <laughs> I just want to give
1: so much Salazar love to this episode I'm gonna do that multiple times throughout so
2: Cameron how are you doing today I'm doing great uh, unfortunately I'm not gonna be able to stay for this episode um, we had some uh work stuff uh happen and so i am very much overwhelmed with work i've been working since 9 a.m this morning and uh just taking a little break off to say hello to everyone so um unfortunately i know we've been going so many episodes strong in a row um but uh i am fortunate like i said not to not this one and i'm so sad um but also i feel like it's an okay episode to kind of um have to be the break because I know how we dare have... you say
1: that when we have guests <laughs> well, on that this well, is the so, one that's okay to that's, miss that's,
0: <laughs> so that's what i was gonna say is we're, we're definitely gonna miss you cameron um but we'd also like to introduce you folks tonight yeah. joining us today welcoming back celluloid jam we got zach and casey here how you guys doing today
3: <laughs>
4: i be feeling pretty good l- lasses lads it
3: Casey, takes... were,
4: were you the parrot was that what you
0: were
3: uh, it just takes me a while to work up my pirate voice. So. I
1: think I think they're the two uh, they're two pirates that were British officers and then became pirates just yeah. unexpectedly.
2: <laughs> yeah. So you know, you guys are in good hands with Casey and Zach. I you know um, I, I'm I'm very sorry to not be able to do this episode, but um, you guys are in great hands. I I'll watch this,
1: watch this be our highest performing episode.
4: Oh,
2: it, don't it, say it. will be. Don't they'll, say be like, that. they'll be like they'll oh. be like, oh, Cameron's not on it actually. No. Um, Yeah, no,
4: I I feel like it's gonna be the opposite. Like Cameron is who I feel like keeps the people coming in. So like the moment they hear like, oh, he's gonna step out. All right, I'm just gonna stop it right here. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) don't give them don't give him any ideas.
2: Our audience is like, but who's gonna bring up La La Land?
3: (laughs) (laughs) And Zendaya?
1: (laughs) Well, you still well, we just did it right now. So
3: yeah, oh, that's true. They got their fix. Okay,
2: yeah, we're good. We hit our quota.
3: The last time we were on this podcast, I made Cameron watch one of the worst movies he'd ever seen, oh, and now right. he "quote unquote" has to work. Yeah, let's be honest,
1: yeah, Cameron. Weird. Like, you just didn't want to do this movie. I understand. Like, just say it. This is not the reason.
2: I, this is of all the movies that we've had, this is the one I actually wanted to watch. Oh, You can, okay. you can still watch it. You can yeah, still you can watch still it on your own movie. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll still watch we'll, it. We'll Disney watch. We'll Disney Plus, Plus so. didn't
1: cancel your subscription because you missed our episode. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, um, yeah, but simply lemonade—they dropped us. <laughs> they did. They wouldn't. Ta- they wouldn't hear us. We tried. We tried. We talked to
1: them. Simply lemonade, you know. if you're listening, we're
0: still trying. So, but anyway, Cam, um, we're gonna go ahead and yeah. Can you go ahead and yeah, cue the sad music, please? Yeah, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we're gonna play you out with this sad music, Cameron, right. and we'll just watch you walk off into the distance. Um, so we'll let this kind of play out a little bit, and we'll be right back.
1: All right. So thank you, Cameron, for joining us ever so briefly. Uh, I'm sure Pirates of the Caribbean 5 really missed you watching it this past weekend. But we gave it a couple view bumps that it probably didn't deserve potentially. Um, but before we go too deep into our film, Joel, of course, always has his fun little question for us to start the show. I think this is a pretty good time for that. Joel, what do you got for us this week?
0: I feel like this is the most like official question I've ever had because I wrote it down. Like What's it's your social wor- security number? wordy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. very like wordy. So okay. um, here we go. Let me finish the whole question first um, because I feel like someone may want to jump in right away. It's probably me. Uh, here we go. So the pirates franchise is the most successful film franchise based off of an original Disney attraction. Others including Haunted Mansion, Tower of Terror, Country Bears, Tomorrowland, uh, Spielberg did that great moment, great moments with Mr. Lincoln movie, um, and then there's the upcoming <laughs> Jungle Cruise as well. What original Disney Parks IP would you like to see get the big screen treatment? You can choose to remake one of the ones I mentioned or some other original Disney. I IP.
1: don't. I don't want to answer first. I think we should go to the guest first. Can I just say one thing real quick? Yes. You said great moments with Mr. Lincoln, right? You're yeah. talking about the movie Lincoln
0: yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fantastic that was, field, that was i know i did this is the attraction i just <laughs> i just
1: love that that's thrown in did you write that or did you find that online did you write this yourself
0: yeah i wrote it myself i think it's no. hilarious no, that no you I, found put that a, I found a question about the, the, the no yeah i wrote that myself i think course. that's
1: hilarious that you did great moments with mr lincoln <laughs> with as <laughs> lincoln <laughs> as, as <laughs> lincoln is the adaptation that was genius that was great. um zach
0: you look hyped and i know it, i mean do you mind me saying your previous work um, is that okay? He can let um, him talk about it. Yeah, yeah oh you wait, you want to bring that up? Yeah, because you were really hyped about this, and I feel like your background has a little bit uh, to say about that. I don't know if you want to bring that up.
4: Oh, well, absolutely. Um, I did the Disney College program from uh, 2016 to a little bit in 2018, like just through like different semesters. So I've worked at the parks. I was a character performer and I worked attractions at Disney Hollywood Studios' nighttime show Fantasmic, as well as helping being a part of the opening team for Toy Story Land. Um, I have thought about this question. I love all the films that you listed, uh, even Lincoln and the Country Bears, <laughs> and I've thought about what I would want to turn into a feature film. And hands down, Journey into Your Imagination with Figment. Oh, I knew yeah. you were going to say. I, s- I
0: knew someone was going to say that. Yeah, yeah.
4: It's he's like probably it started out with an ironic love. Uh, Figment, you know, the purple dragon that comes from your imagination. Um, if you don't, you have, if you don't know him, look him up oh he's yep. the best and it would the movie would be a mixture of both rides cuz like the ride has had so many incarnations through the 1980s to today in epcot it would basically it would start out with um, nigel channing played by eric idle being the scientist at this uh, science institute and then they create figment who takes all these like up and like very esteemed scientists and he just tries to make their lives a little wackier and over the course of the movie it turns into this esteemed science institute into what would be the original journey into your imagination with the Dreamfinder coming in as a character
1: so are, saying, are, are you bring, who
0: plays Dreamfinder? yeah that's a great question jack black that would be fantastic
4: <laughs> i would i was going to say nick offerman oh uh, jack I like that jack too. jack black as his
1: character from that movie with all the clocks I don't remember what that movie's called. The the Gulliver's Travels? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. The House of the Clock on the Wall. Yeah, the that one. On yeah, he's just yeah. playing that character. Are, did you see? You're bringing Eric Idle back, right, Zach?
4: Yes. Oh, um, awesome. and he had some controversy recently with that ride. Um, yeah. did you see on Twitter? I did. Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. It's like
1: I don't. I just record this stuff. I don't. I don't know what they're doing with nice. it. It's like that's Eric
0: Idle doing a, an impression, a really bad one of a southern person.
1: My apologies, Eric Idle.
0: Casey, do you do you have an original Disney attraction that you'd like to see get the big screen treatment?
3: Uh so I've only ever been to Disneyland once, not by choice or anything. It's just what? I, you know, my my mom doesn't like traveling and she was like I went to Disneyland when I was an adult. That's when you should go. So now I have am an adult who have to pay, has to pay for it myself. So I've only ever been there one time. A slick,
1: <laughs> slick move by mom. to just like, yeah. oh, just go and you can go
3: on your own. Yeah. Make your own memories. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're too, you're too young now, little Casey. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I went, the first time I went was like the year before the pandemic. And then I wanted to go again, of course, but then pandemic. Yeah. Plus, I'm from Montana. It's not like it's easy to get to Disneyland all the time. Anyway, my point is, I don't have this uh, the wide ranging knowledge of Disney attractions that I know Zach does. So I'm just gonna. I've I've been trying to come up with a movie pitch while he was talking, and this is what I've come up (laughs) with. Okay, all right. You know the movie Last Christmas, where she works in like a Christmas store. Oh yeah, Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Pooh's Corner. (laughs) All right, but <laughs> she works in the the store that just sells Winnie the Pooh merchandise.
0: Oh, so this is like super meta too. I like love it. Sh- she's in the park.
3: Yeah, sa- same plot as last Christmas. <laughs> um, there's a guy. He might be a ghost. Um, he comes into Pooh's corner all the time. It's like I just want you to understand the spirit of Winnie, of the,
4: Winnie Pooh. the Pooh. Yeah. Yeah. He should be is. like a heffalump or a woozle if that's the case. Yeah. Joel, have you seen Last
1: Christmas with Amelia Clark?
0: I haven't seen. I, I my mom and my sister were watching it, or one of them was watching it, and I saw like bits and pieces, but I didn't see the whole thing. If
1: you, I saw this movie, and this idea is incredible. If it, based on what that movie was that would be so funny I it's just, like Michelle Yao's character's like you haven't moved enough merchandise of Winnie the Pooh it's just like <laughs> I'm sorry like nobody wants to buy Winnie the Pooh all year round it's like
4: you're acting like a real Eeyore
1: yeah. main real, character <laughs> it's like why isn't there more Tigger merchandise what are we doing here <laughs> that's fantastic
3: uh, I do love Winnie the Pooh I don't know if you can see this like we're all on zoom right now but in the background there is a oh, an Winnie original the little Pooh, Pooh.
4: That uh, I got well it's the Robin Christopher Robin poo, yeah. poo that oh, okay, I got yeah. at
3: Disneyland the one time I went and this was my goal. I wanted to go back and get all of the Christopher Robin versions of the animals. You cause... got
1: you got a good start.
0: So yeah. at least you got one.
3: Exactly. If you haven't
0: gone, Casey, the that uh, in Santa Ana they have the little exhibit the, inside the Walt Disney archives and they have some of the maquettes from Christopher Robin there.
3: Ooh. That,
1: like screen Ooh. used. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Also I keep, I keep forgetting about that real quick robin, is robin a pretty good yeah it's pretty good, good. <laughs> Never
3: it's saw it. who is that movie i love it but who is that movie aimed at it starts out with a, a war yeah, like yeah, a real does. war
1: <laughs> that movie's wild like it's so wild funny. um ryan uh, i wanted to go to new you next yeah um this is such a good question uh, is it just Disneyland? Are we doing or any Disney park? No,
0: any Disney IP? Any you can go okay. all the way to Tokyo Disney Sea if you want. So like
1: Primeval World that there closed go, down yeah. at Primeval <laughs> at World. Animal Kingdom is an o- is an option that's on the table. Absolutely. I, well, I, sh- I mean I would Maelstrom. Know what- Maelstrom. Yeah. Um, oh, that's. I mean, there's so m- so much of their stuff is IP based now. It's really hard to it's really hard to pick.
0: I almost included. I almost said like you can even take. IP like that's in the parks now, but it, the movie has to be based off of the attraction. Yeah, I think I, I was gonna say like a Star Tours movie would be great. I think I kind of
1: want to just redo one. Ooh, I think, I think, th- I think they missed the boat on the Haunted Mansion movie. Mama's haunted mansion. I think like, <laughs> like that movie, like that ride, has such a cult following. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, blasphemy on my end, I've only ever seen it when it's nightmare version and I, I wanted to go well because i got my pass in november before before the world ended um so i went right as like the halloween stuff was ending and they were transitioning over and so like i went in like early march or whatever it was and it's like oh well they're gonna close it for a little bit and they're gonna refurbish it like which they which they've done and then i'll go when it's uh when it's finally up again because they had it this nightmare for like five months it was crazy like the longest i've ever had it and i never got to see it in the original version um, but I've seen the Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy and that movie is not a good time for a Disney <laughs> yeah. fan. That is, I did not enjoy that. That was when Eddie Murphy was just like, what's this movie about? Wait, sure. more importantly, what are they paying me? Oh, forget the first yeah. question then. Um, yeah, I just think from what I've seen of that ride, cause there's still elements of it in the nightmare version from what I've seen, there's a really interesting story you could tell, um, and I just I just think that they missed
4: the boat there. So I would redo Haunted Mansion for sure.
0: I like that. What's up, Zach?
4: Um, I um, back when I was in Orlando, I did take a backstage tour of the Haunted Mansion that they have over there. And I asked um, what is like the consensus for the Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy and everybody hates it. Mm-hmm. But they said if the movie was successful, that they were going to change the story of the Haunted Mansion ride. So instead oh, of God. like being dressed up as bellhops, they would have all been dressed up as real estate uh, agents. <laughs> that would be funny. Um,
0: Great work, Imagineering. Well, what, Joel, what's
1: your answer? What would you go with?
0: So my initial answer that I would like to go with is Thunder because I'm a Western fan. Uh, but that's, that's apparently going to be a thing. And I remember, like, years ago they were saying, like, kind of a similar situation. that They were going to make this Thunder movie to actually give the ride a story. And then, like, they were going to slowly start implementing story elements into the attraction that led into the movie. So it's almost like reverse of, like, what Pirates did where it was like, hey, we made this movie and now we're putting Jack in the ride. They were gonna like start slowly adding things to the attraction that would come to play in the movie. But I'm gonna toss that idea out the window. What I want is a C movie. I want a Society of Explorers and Adventurers movie. Oh that like, just ooh, connects. Like the T V show that we're getting. Right, exactly. Like, but I want like a feature film of it, and that way we can get a little bit of all the rides. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe we'll get a little bit of that with the Jungle Cruise attraction. Or, no, that's sorry, what. The see, film. if you had
1: asked me this question like a year ago, I would have said Jungle Cruise. But now that one's coming out, like I want uh-huh. to see what that's
0: going to look. And like. And it looks like it's mm-hmm. actually going to be good. Like I think I'm excited so, yeah. for it. So, I haven't um, seen the
4: trailer since last year. Yeah, yeah
0: that's right. It's, yeah, what, so I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. Yeah. I hope it's
1: good. What yeah. if What if Jungle Cruise is secretly like the first movie of the sea? Like, what if we're doing yeah, like MCU could, style be, of this? Yeah. Like, and it's just end, secretly like, going to do Fury? that. Yeah,
0: it's Mickey Mouse. He's Mick Fury. <laughs>
1: it's going to be Doctor Nigel Ch- Chad. You're, you're part of a bigger world. You just don't know it. Let me, let me tell you about the Society of uh, Explorers and Adventurers <laughs> Initiative. <Huh-huh. laughs>
4: of course. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can anybody do a Donald Duck? <laughs> <laughs> He'd have subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: You know, as someone who did not grow up with Disneyland, the wildest ride to me is that Tom Sawyer... Adventure or whatever, where it's just you canoe, like you're you're in a we canoe were, and canoeing. you're just actually canoeing <laughs> yeah. to an
1: island. The, ca- the canoeing, like you're going for like 15, 20 minutes too, like it is tiring. Like, yeah, i doing all this, this around all the whole this will thing?
0: be fun. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're like you're like barely turning the first corner around Tom Sawyer's You're like, man, when does this end? And the
1: the the skipper or whatever on the ki- on the canoe just is like, you got to keep moving, otherwise we're never gonna make it. It's like, dude, what?
0: What are we doing here? What happened? <laughs> you, you stand over the front. Guys, my fast pass expires in five minutes. Yep. Come on.
1: It's like, if I don't get on Space Mountain now, I'm not going to be able to do it today. I need to get <laughs> off of this
4: thing.
3: I saw that and I was like, why is this a ride? This is just work. Yep. This is just actual canoeing.
4: Well, it's Casey, like ride it's it, immersive, very, it's very yeah, immersive
0: there's a ride at Knott's Berry Farm that's like a children's ride that it's like an old like train car like the little like seesaw handle looking thing so it's like you have to like pump (laughs) your car in order for it to move and I remember as a kid I was always like yeah this is the greatest ride and now I'm like man like I was just having to, like, work for that ride. Yeah, right? <laughs> I've just done that myself, like, at home or something.
1: It's, like, uh, with Casey Jr.'s, like, really popular over there. And it's like, oh, you got to ride Casey Jr. And the first time I was like, okay, cool, this would be cool. And then we get in, like, the little train car, and I'm, like, I'm 6'3", and it. I'm just, like, barely <laughs> fitting in this thing with, like, three other people. I'm just, like – I mean, they're like, isn't this great? I was like, is it? There's a bigger train, like, over there.
3: Like, <laughs> <laughs> One of on. my favorite ride experiences was <laughs> – The first time I went to Universal, which was um, November 2019 for one of our friends' birthdays, and Zach was there, and we went on the Minions ride, and it was, like, obviously very understaffed. They said there'd be, like, a five-minute wait. We were in the right line for, like, 20 minutes, and then we, like, get into those little things, and then clearly there's something going wrong with the ride because the people are clearly stalling, and they're just making, like, doing, like, trivia. Like, what's a...
4: (laughs) (laughs) Minion (laughs) trivia.
3: Did did they they go...
4: No, just... we were just all sitting in like our carts and they were like what's a minion's favorite food? Oh my god. And then <laughs> and, and oh. then they had a hard time trying to get to the kid who was like who like had his hand raised up because because of the stanchions like they couldn't like just get there. They had to go around. <laughs> and they were just like, "Banana." <laughs> That's They're like, dinner. yeah, that's right, oh, and I, I could not contain myself. I started laughing, and I just and leaned over. She he
3: leaned over to me, and he's like, "I love this incompetent ride." <laughs> <laughs> just, oh man, yeah, that was so. Funny. You'd never
1: see that at the Disney parks, let me tell you, <laughs> never. Um, I told Joelle before we started, like this could easily just divulge yeah, into it. Yeah, we a, just di- talk <laughs> about theme to parks a for hours. Theme park, but. That, unfortunately, is not what our show is about. We talk about movies here, and Zach, you had the pleasure of choosing our movie this time around. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Pirates of the Caribbean 5, a.k.a. Dead Men Tell No Tales?
4: So, this is the fifth installment of the ever-so-popular Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. It stars Johnny Depp sleepwalking through his performance as Captain Jack Sparrow. We're actually sleeping during parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> and we get all of our favorite characters back, like Barbossa, Will Turner, and Elizabeth Swan <laughs> for a couple seconds. How,
0: how much they paid her for that? Too much.
4: Too much. She She didn't even say say a a word. Not one line.
1: She's in one scene and then another scene that I'm sure we'll talk about later, but it's really just one scene in the movie proper.
4: But the movie is about Will Turner's son trying to rescue his father from the Dutchman's curse. And through that, we learn of Captain Salazar, played by Academy Award winner Javier Bardem. And through that, we see the misadventures of Captain Jack Sparrow and this ragtag new team of pirates that really tries to capture the original's heart, and it feels very artificial.
1: Did you see see this in theater? Because it came out uh, end of May
4: 2017, Zach. Did you go to the theater to see this? I did. I did go into the theater to see this. I I was one of maybe I'll be honest 10 people. Wow. And wow. I do remember after it ended, man, I'd like a refund. Hey, there ah, it is. Yeah, yeah, there it is. We'll just put the cha-ching sound yeah. on that. <laughs> So so I couldn't think of a better movie to bring up on this podcast.
1: No, this is this was an interesting choice. We were all really excited when we got the recording for this, especially cuz of your guys's pirate impressions that really livened it up for yeah. us.
0: I was uh, going to say, "Oh, we can put that in this episode so everyone could hear it." It was in the other It was episode. in the last
1: one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you only could hear it if you listened to the last episode, yeah. folks. Um, so you saw it in the theater and instantly just like, "Man, that was a rough time." Uh, What about the rest of us? Casey, when did you first see Dead Men Tell No Tales?
3: Um, I did not see it in the theater. I remember one day I was going to see it in the theater with one of my friends, and then we ran into two of our other friends who were also going to go see it, and then we all decided, what if instead we just go rewatch Wonder Woman? And then that was what we did. And then I watched it like on DVD uh, a few months later at my house, and... Yeah. Uh, was there another part of the question?
1: No. Would you, I just want to know how you, <laughs> what you thought about it.
3: I yeah. Um, it. I my overall opinion of the movie is that it the plot should have held up. You mm-hmm. know, this idea of Will's son is going to try to break his curse that should work. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit later about why it, why it shouldn't or why it doesn't. But overall, I do think the idea of the plot is cool enough that I still like it more than the fourth one. And that's one thing Zach has not mentioned is that he has not actually seen the fourth Pirates film. Interesting. Uh, And that's personally my least favorite of them. But this one isn't great either. Like, I love the first three films, Mm. I think they're one of the best trilogies to come out in years. gore verbinski was on it when he made those movies he was great
1: he crushed it (laughs) um crushed it i wanted to bring this up uh in the show but we can bring it up now is this the best disney live action series outside of marvel and star wars is this their best like series of films
4: like franchise wise? yeah franchise wise yeah hmm
1: um financially i'm sure it is but i mean just like critically i'm not i'm not so sure anymore I will I was gonna say
0: it depends on what you're, what just, you're just a lot. Li- just
1: I'm just I, I'll, I don't know if I said this. I'm just talking about their live action films. I'm not right, talking about anything animation. I mean, the in National Treasure movies. Success,
4: though, yeah. National
0: treasure, treasure is uh, eons above anything that anyone else in cinema has created. That, <laughs> <laughs> OK, I was <just> wanted, <laughs> to, wanted since, to see where you go with that. Um <laughs> I love <laughs> National Treasure, too. I can't wait for the third one that's
1: supposedly coming. It's coming. Um, and the TV series. Yeah. So I did, maybe I, I wanted to bring this up because I think I may just be forgetting other franchises. Do you guys think of anything that's really at the Pirates level in terms of like success for Disney? Let's say financial. Let's just go financial-wise
0: race to which mountain i'm just kidding Uh, Uh, i think
4: i think you might be right like just live action like discounting star wars um marvel and for that matter pixar or disney animation yeah i would say successfully the pirates of the caribbean even if the last two weren't stellar are super bankable and growing up it was one of the three like franchise movies that i like absolutely like loved i loved star wars i loved pirates of the caribbean and i loved the sam raimi spider-man movies those are like the movies that i grew up with
1: i've got the financials for the five pirates movies and i think if you total them up they're like 4.5 billion dollars for like box office like you're gonna be tough to beat that anywhere else like like are, it's like trans. It's like I feel like they're like in the Transformers range of like, here's our movies and this is how much we've made off of them, and maybe they don't deserve as much money as they get. But people like what they're watching. Joel, do you like think, the Pirates films?
0: Oh, I love the Pirates franchise. Um, and then I I say that, and then I didn't see this one until last night. Yeah. Um, it was one of those rare situations where I actually avoided a film because of I heard because of I heard because I had heard how not great it was. I did that um, with the fourth one, the fourth I one people told me how horrible it was. I love on stranger tides. I wouldn't say love, Ooh. but I enjoy on stranger tides. I for me the first one's obviously the best. Like no there's no question about that. That one could have <laughs> yeah. they could have ended there and just we all ended been, been, been the happy. highest of highs. Yeah, we all would have been really happy. Um uh the next one pretty solid. The third Dead one Dead Man's Chess. Yeah, Dead Man's yes. Chess, fun. I got a Jar, it's great, right? I was not a big fan of World's End. I don't know what it is. Maybe I need to rewatch it, but I wasn't a huge fan of World's End. Um, And then I liked Stranger Tides. And then this one, like, if I'm just going to put it in one word, it's just, it was forgettable to me. Like, I watched this last night, and I tried to think back to moments that, like, really stood out. And there really just wasn't much. There was a lot of things in it that were not necessarily like that, like, were like, oh, this is so bad. Like, I never felt, like, personally, like, offended by it as Cameron would say. Um, but there was never anything that, like, drastically, like, blew me away. Like, wow, this is terrible. Like, I can't believe that just happened. Um, other than the girl having to tell us that she's an astronomer every time that she's on screen. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, And she's a horologist,
1: but, too. Yeah. <laughs> that was but, one uh, of those
3: things <laughs> that we kept – talking about when we were watching the movies like a lot of these pirates have met elizabeth swan and uh what's the name of the sorcerer sorcerer tiadama tiadama and uh zoe saldana plays a pirate in the first movie it's like these people have met women pirates before they've met you know very fierce women so why are they acting like this girl is just so like unique and yeah, like this oddity was, why are they acting like she's this oddity that, I think that they o- have to comment on all the that's time that's an
1: overarching issue with the franchise like the british empire They've, they know about all of these things that are hap- that have happened in these other four movies. And then they're like, oh, uh, yeah, they sailed into the Devil's Triangle. And like, There's no such thing as the Devil's Triangle. <laughs> That's just pirate myth. It's like, where have you been? Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you know how many of your people have died because of pirate things? And they your ship was blown apart by the Flying Dutchman in one of the last movies. You're just like devil's triangle no one could sail in there you are you crazy you must be a traitor it's like yeah i don't understand that like i don't know Mm -hmm. why they always go that route where it's like this could never happen but meanwhile they like they have like an actual witch that they're working with so
3: there's that's the dumbest that's the dumbest uh, yeah. movie moment of this movie for me is when the the devil's triangle thing happens and you know Will's son is like, We're sailing directly in the Devil's Triangle and then the captain's like, preposterous. Yeah, exactly. And then you see a map, and then straight ahead of them is yeah. a triangle shaped <laughs> portion of uncharted waters. Yeah. Like, dude, what do you think that is? <laughs> it's mind boggling. It's
1: crazy. That I was the first say, thing I noticed.
0: When they started, when they first sail into the Devil's Triangle visually i really enjoy that it reminded Mm -hmm. me a lot of the first film because the first film was like you know it was what 2003 Mm -hmm. yeah and it was like the visuals in that were just so fun getting these like eerie like foggy moments and you know when like especially that like last battle when they're going in and out of the moonlight you know and they're going from like alive to being dead and like oh it's fantastic so
4: inventive
0: yes and it was it was really cool to see this one kind of you know i don't want to say make a nod but like continue that visual you know motif of, of, of those looks you know it was, it was really nice but th- the,
1: do you think you think this is the worst one of the five that you've seen cuz you i
0: probably are, because i i though i didn't like world's end like i understand what it did for the story and right. like the franchise and i respect that and like i said maybe i just need to watch world's end again and i'll like it plus at that um, time
1: it was i guess it was supposed to be the finale of the franchise right. so they have yeah. to tie up a bunch of loose ends and mm-hmm. so you could i it's one of those things you can excuse maybe certain elements if you watch it again um but I
3: personally love At World's End. Yeah, me too. That's one, of my, that's one of my favorites. I think the opening of At World's End is one of the coolest openings yeah. of any movie ever. When you have the little like they're about to hang all these people and that little boy starts singing and then everybody starts singing and then the coin drops. That is one of the coolest. Like even as a kid, when I watched it for this first time, it just stood out to me as this stellar opening to a film like it sticks with you.
1: It does. Um, Agreed. I, yeah, I think uh, I have se- I saw the original trilogy. I think Dead Man's Chest is my least favorite of the three. Ooh. Um, These are
4: I- all differing opinions because that's my personal favorite.
1: I love the first one. The first one is always going to be untouchable for me. It's just mm-hmm. such a great setup to the world. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't think anyone going into the year 2003 thought a Pirates of the Caribbean movie was going to come out based off of that Disney ride and be like, this is like world building for pirates that we've never seen before. And they crushed it. Like, it's maybe not the best one, but just because of what they were working with and what they turned this into, it's always going to be my favorite. And I like At World's Ends a lot, especially when they're, like, in the scene with, like, the, like, 10 different pirate nations and they're just, like... I am yeah. the new leader of the pirates. No, I'm the new leader. And Elizabeth Swan was like, I was there when the other pirate leader died. And they're like, okay, you're yeah. in charge now. Well, they vote. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, do.
3: they all vote for themselves, except, except Jack. for Jack Sparrow, yeah. who votes for her. And that's, I think it's a really good moment for him. Yeah. It's also they introduce uh, Keith Richards as oh my his God, father, yeah. oh my God. and he's playing the little guitar. So many yeah. good moments in that movie. Is it too long? <laughs> Not long enough for me.
4: <laughs> How's Mum? He pulls up the dead, his shriveled head. Um, so she looks great. Yeah, she but looks like, gr- and the second one, I'm going to make a case for being probably one of the best blockbusters of the 2000s. Yeah, for because sure. Because so many. There's so many iconic, just not only images, but scenes in Dead Man's Chest. The introduction of Davy Jones, yeah. who is the oh best villain. Barbosa, oh, oh, he was a villain vehicles. at first, but then he becomes like a... It's like, like an anti-hero. You know, exactly. Yeah. But Davy Jones is so mind-blowing. Like, yeah. whoever thought to make his beard tentacles that, the Kraken scene, the ball
1: scene... It was probably the same guy that had the fan up in Javier Bardem's face the whole time, blowing his <laughs> hair in the wind. I bet it was the same guy that was doing that.
0: Well, and the yeah, fact bring that it, it back, was like, no, I was gonna say, the fact that they got the science go guy to be Davy Jones is like, it was cool. crazy to me, you yeah. know? I like, was like, <laughs> really, Bill Nye the science guy? That's, that's
4: crazy. I thought it was the singer from The Monkees was Davy Jones.
0: <laughs> it's actually,
4: um, I think it was Sean from Shaun of the Dead. Oh! oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It's all of them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they rotate
4: it's like mr mcgorium's
1: wonder emporium they got like five <laughs> different actors playing the same role uh hold, i cut
0: casey off what were you gonna say there casey
3: I was going to say, to transition back to Dead Men Tell No Tales, like, we talk about Davy Jones. Those special effects just look so good. Like, they are are peak special effects, and nothing can ever really topple them. So even though, you know, Salazar, I think, would look cool if you didn't have this other amazing thing to compare it to. It seems like a step down. And I just never know how, like, watching him, like, sometimes he looks good, sometimes he... You know i can tell that it's cgi uh and yeah i mean that's obviously not the fault of javier bardem or maybe no. really anyone but when you have that amazing yeah. like villain of the past i don't know just doesn't, doesn't work for me the, just, new, just, the new villain it
1: hates when you f- when you feel like franchises or studios are going backwards in terms of yeah. technology you just hate mm-hmm. to see that it's like how did you guys do this when 10 years ago you made this like what are we doing here
0: exactly right. Really quick, I wanted to touch on something that you mentioned that I think is super important here because okay. it kept popping into my mind last night while I was watching this. And that is the fact that other than this franchise, we're really not getting pirate content anywhere else, no. you know? And let's include Jake the Pirate. Like, there's no Pirates content out there. Like, uh, there's a few TV shows, I think, maybe, right? Like Patchy but, like, the Pirate.
3: Taika Waititi, <laughs> Taika Waititi, is currently making a new show.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, there we
0: go. See,
3: it's like our last flat or our flag means death. That's it's true. Pirates. He's oh, playing yeah, Blackbeard.
0: I that will th- like, be fun. I, I don't know. I think of like like kids or you know youth, and it's like when you're a kid, like you think of things like very like like fantastical things, right? You think of like astronauts in space. You think of like knights and stuff like pirates that. Pirates like, were in mm-hmm. that group, right? Pirates are in that group. Cowboys, yeah. pirates, like all that stuff, right? We have westerns out the wazoo space movies out the wazoo yeah you know there's you know medieval films and tv shows you know all the time game of thrones yeah game of thrones exactly treasure
3: planet
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) right but it's like when do we get pirates you know and it's like this was it and i think that was something that kept going through my mind last night was like yeah you know maybe i'm not enjoying this that much but pirates are still on the screen you know i think pirates are really cool you know like yeah um, i'm trying to imagine seeing these huge sailing ships out there on the Mm -hmm. water just going to battle with each other you know like like actually experiencing that and like what that would look like you know i I don't don't know if any of you ever saw the the show at treasure island in vegas you know where they have like the like live cannons and they're like shooting at each other and it's like yes like i want to see this stuff you know and it's Unless you go to Pirates Dinner Adventure in Buena Park, like you're not gonna be seeing much more pirates
4: content. No, not really. I don't know think how of much like you other all examples, are. Examples like from the past. I mean, there's Cutthroat Island. Hook kind of is a pirate movie. Yeah, I guess yeah. That might Muppets be Treasure Island. A, a, thir- <laughs> a third of Page Master.
3: <laughs> 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 um, I don't know how much you all know about like the history of real pirates, but basically everything we know about pirates and our modern perception of pirates and kind of the pirates of the caribbean perception of pirates is based entirely on one book called the general history of the pirates and pirates is spelled with a y and it's this old book that was contemporary to the times of pirates and you know it was released in several editions and the first edition you know is pretty factual it's written by someone who's under a pen name you don't know who it is and then this book gets really successful so another edition is released and these stories get a little bit more outlandish then the third edition is released and the stories are even more outlandish and crazy and some of them are probably completely untrue but presented as fact and like some of the care the characters in the story are in this book that's about fact and history are just completely unreal people, then there's no record that they exist. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what I think is very interesting about like our modern perception of pirates is it's completely shaped by a historical account that It's probably not that accurate. And that's another fun thing is that, and nobody knows who wrote it, which is also very interesting. (laughs) Sounds
1: like another very popular book that people follow along to. (laughs) Um, I have a really important thing that I want to say in regards to this movie. Before we do that, though, I'm going to throw a quick word to our synopsis. This is the part of the show where we do a brief little rundown of what you should expect at the beginning of this movie to get you prepared for the conversation further. So we're going to go into that. Many years have passed since our last excursion, and we find a young Henry Turner, son of Will and Elizabeth, looking for a way to break the curse of the Dutchman and free his father of his life trapped at sea. To do so, he will team up with the scientist Karina Smith, whose father left her the map that no man can read to one day lead her to this mysterious treasure. But no nefarious journey at sea is complete without the legend himself, Captain Jack Sparrow. I want to talk about this movie in an important sense because I think it's going to be one of the first times that someone is coming into this episode of our show and is needing to be told why they're wrong. Because I watched this for the first time ever earlier today to pre- prepare for the show, and I, I really liked this movie. I really liked it a lot, and I don't know why. <laughs> I had warned joel and cameron last week that i tell you man as soon as that score starts playing i'm gonna get sucked back into this world and i'm gonna be having a good time that's exactly what happened like <laughs> i think we were like like i have it in my notes it was like five minute in five minutes in i heard the score and i was like oh my god this music is so good like i'm, I'm back let's go let's go to the pirates and i noticed like all of the like the, ter- like, the cgi for um captain salazar and his men is it's rough like like you said, Casey, compared to Davy Jones's crew, like it is not, it's not comparable, and the story does not hold up. And I can't wait to hear you kind of explain that further. But for so, I it, everybody has that franchise where they're like, I, I don't care what's happening. I enjoy these characters. I like what's going on. Like Fast and the Furious is like that for people. Transformers is like that for people that don't know good taste in film. Um, everybody has those, and maybe Pirates is just. My version of that, I don't really know. I don't know what else to say. Like, I really had a good time with this. I have some complaints, and I'm sure we'll touch on them. But, yeah, I I didn't think I was going to be the only person coming into this episode that was actually going to enjoy this film. Um, well, I
0: mean, like you said, it's, like, it's, it's kind of going back to what you were saying and what I was saying. Like, when else do we get this kind of content? Right. You know? Like I said, forgettable. Absolutely. Like, I don't think I'll ever watch this again. But not necessarily because I hated it, but more just because it was like it didn't really – content wise it didn't feel like it contained a lot you know but it was like at the end of the day i was watching you know a giant building being pulled down the street by horses like that's hilarious (laughs) it was yeah so it's like there's still stuff there that that i can totally see why you would i I can see you enjoying this yeah yeah i i Mm -hmm.
1: was bummed about i knew going into it that will turner and elizabeth swan were not going to be major parts of the film i knew that i think like if I had seen this in theater and I didn't know that they were going to be a big part of it, I probably would have been more upset, but coming into it, I, it didn't bother me. And I, this is the Jack Sparrow character played by Johnny Depp. It's just so, even in a movie where he's not giving it a hundred percent, he's still so entertaining that whatever he's doing, I'm just captivated. Like I remember like the bank robbing scene that you talk about, like he just, they open the safe in front of like the whole town square and he's just laying in there and he's drunk. You're just like, Oh, what, what was I doing? What was I doing in here? Let me think. Give me a minute. Let me think about this. And then as all the action going on, he just pops up. He's like, oh, I've got it. I'm robbing a bank. <laughs> just yeah. get, just gets pulled away by the bank. Like, I don't know. Like, I just really like this character. I love the lore of the world. So I think, I think I just – it didn't matter to me, like, that it was really lacking. I just really had a good time. So I would love to hear – what you guys think about like plot elements and we could really dive into this. Cause I, my mind might get swayed by the end of this episode. It really could happen. And I'm curious to see what everybody's saying. So Zach, since you picked this one, what's something maybe about this movie that you really want to hit home with people? Like this is why this is not a good film. What's something that really bothers you about
4: pirates five? I think the thing for me is that it just kind of feels soulless in a way because You know, it's been years since On Straighter Ties has come out at this point And, you know, it's still a popular enough franchise That I'm sure Disney was hoping, you know We can start things up again with this And maybe take it into a new direction And so they were going to try and maybe do a Force Awakens thing Where they have all characters passing the torch On to these new characters But when it came down to that The new characters that they were introducing Weren't enough to really hold... A new interesting story. Henry, it's like this...
1: Henry and Karina are basically just discounted Will and Elizabeth, right? Like that's yeah, that's what it was. that's they didn't even that's hide how I that. See them. Yeah, they didn't
4: exactly. Even hide it. And um, Casey, uh, I'm sure is going to talk a lot about this, but it just feels like wasted potential for uh, Henry's character being Will Turner's son, who just kind of gets forgotten about, and then Karina who in a wave of female characters in the Pirates franchise, it feels like they're trying to, you know, be progressive in a way, saying that, you know, women can be capable, but in a film series where we've already had four movies of capable women, it just, Mm -hmm. it's trying to take a step forward when inadvertently it's taking a step backwards. And as for Johnny Depp's performance, I'm glad you're able to see, like, things to admire ryan but he's just he i could tell his heart's not in it like at the moment i mean during the movie or during the filming of the movie he was in the process of getting a divorce with amber heard johnny depp um so like i i don't know if i just read that fact and that was the only thing i was able to see in his performance so that might have tampered with my perception of the acting in the movie but just he he looks like he is just phoning it in very hard and mixed up with all that, and a story where I don't have anything to really grasp to or hope that any of the characters succeed in the end, with the exception of maybe Barbosa. Yeah. In a film where this is clearly supposed to be the sendoffers' character, just feels very, very just not fulfilling at all because it just. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into spoilers, but by the final 15 minutes of this character, they're just, like, trying to wrap everything up and what encompasses him, and it just feels very rushed out of nowhere. He's yeah. gone through so many different changes throughout the series that yeah. for this to be his final moment just seemed very uh, disappointing, the, at least for me.
1: The ending, you're right about the ending. The ending just comes in and we're like, hey, we got to close the book on all these different things. We have 10 minutes to go. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like we... It's like Salazar's people like they find the trident, Salazar's people become human again. They all die. Die. Barbosa yeah, sacrifice Yeah, they become human and then die right away. I love that <laughs> like the the one that had the eye patch like, "Captain, captain." They just gives up. There's like, "Oh, well. <laughs> all right, I guess this is how I'm going to go." And then Barbosa sacrifices himself to save Karina, who was a spoiler alert, we find out is his daughter. I'm sure we might touch on that a little bit more. So he dies. And then right away, we just cut to Henry and Karina back on uh, Henry's home. And Will comes up, because Will does play a small role in this film at the beginning and at the end. He comes up. He's like, you broke the curse, which is the whole premise of the movie is that they Henry wants to find Poseidon's trident to break not just his father's curse on the Dutchman, but every curse in all of pirate lore, is done through (laughs) this trident. (laughs) So they're like, we break all the curses. Um, And then Will comes back and says, you broke the curse. How'd you do it? It's like, it's a long story. And then Elizabeth comes in, and they hug and embrace. And then we see Jack on the Pearl, um, and they sail off. And then the movie's over. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. So yeah, we wrap up a lot of stuff very quickly. So I I agree with you. Like Barbosa could have been the most compelling character in the film but his ending felt so rushed that he doesn't get the payoff that Jeffrey Rush probably deserves in these films because he's been one of the mainstays and one of the best characters in the whole franchise in my opinion absolutely um Casey what do you think what do you got that's something I know you wanted to go into some deep plot points (laughs) so what are some things that you want to touch on here
3: uh, well, a part of what Zack was talking about, which is just the kind of disappointing direction that Henry's character takes. Yeah. I think one of the reasons the, you know, the first three Pirates movies work so well is you know, maybe there's not like a single definable main character, but Will, Elizabeth and Jack are all kind of, they are the main characters. It's like the
1: Luke Han and Leia of the trilogy, basically.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way of, of putting it. And... In this one, it sort of starts out like Henry is the main character, and rightfully so. He has the interesting story that's pulling me in. You know, he wants to break the curse to save his father. And, and then it it's also, like the...
4: oh, sorry, it also, like, um, is very similar to Will's, uh, you know, motivations yeah. when he tries to save his father. Trying to save Bootstrap. Yeah. yeah, you're right.
3: And then he wants to, or what was I going to say? Uh, Henry wants to save his father and then it's like the movie just kind of gets lost in the weeds you know they, you're not just uh telling all these other stories you're also introducing new characters like karina mm-hmm. you're bringing back old characters like uh, barbosa and jack and I don't know. It just—it's like Henry's story kind of gets lost, even though that is one of the things motivating the plot. There is like a decent chunk of the movie where I, I feel like Henry is just off to the side, where yeah. he should be the heart and soul of this movie. Like I am trying to save my dad, and that just doesn't get talked about enough in the movie for me. Um uh, Another thing is the Karina character, her her feminism very much feels like it was written by a man yeah, and not, not just a man, but like a man who is trying too hard. Yeah. <laughs> and it just it, 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 like we talked about this already in a franchise where there are already strong women who, you know, are really good characters. it It is very weird. It feels like it, the, she is a step backwards for the women of the pirates franchise even though she shouldn't be? Like, the idea of her being an astronomer, being an intelligent woman, that's cool. People thinking of her as a witch, that's kind of funny. It should work. But also, they're working with an actual witch. They know what witches are like. Are you just trying to say that any smart wo- woman is a threat? Is Are you actually trying to say something there? Because I'm not, you're, you're not saying it well. Um... And then yeah, also what Zach said about Barbosa—very unsatisfying ending for a character that has taken us through the entire franchise. He gets a daughter at the last minute, which that is to me the most unnecessary part of this yes. film. Like she could have just not had that as a motivation, not had this whole father thing as a motivation. She could have just been a random girl, a random woman who gets is an astronomer who gets sucked into this journey and had no attachment to barbosa whatsoever and i think i would have liked both of their stories a lot more yeah. um yeah i, I think, think those are the kinda, big things
0: she like you really touched on a lot of things like like my feelings a lot you know because like you were saying the main storyline gets so lost in all of these other b stories mm-hmm. you know and like people who's like you know their paths kind of match or or, or connect in one way, but so and so has a beef with so and so, but so and so here needs so and so to get to so and so, but they have a beef with so and so over here. Don't you think? Like, isn't
1: that kind of like the heart of the tril- the the films though? Like that happens no, all I, the time. I feel like like Barbosa right, reluctantly works wor- they but reluctantly it, work with each other.
0: Well, what I was gonna <laughs> say is is it works better, whereas in this one it's like. It just never felt like it truly clicked oh, okay yeah. and, and mm-hmm. like casey was saying it's like the main story just gets lost because it's like well wait hold on what's what's the most important thing that's gonna come out of this you know what i mean like is it jack's well-being you know is it will being freed is it her finding her astronomy stuff you know is it what's happening with barbosa and and salazar versus jack you know it's like which one of these is really where i'm supposed to be paying attention? Where at the uh, at the very beginning we're led to believe it should be you know all about saving Will, you know, but then in the middle of the movie you're like trying to decide well what what's really kind of the, the key plot point here you know yeah um, and then like you said too Casey like that was one of the other things that like really frustrated me was the the whole Barbosa being her dad was just so unnecessary and just thrown in there at like the last second you know like she already had motives to be on this journey you know with all of her astronomy stuff like why did we have to attach her to somebody else we didn't need to do that you know it just felt forced and unnecessary and like you guys were saying a very poorly written female character you
1: know what it reminds me of and i just thought of this right now it reminds me of how they concluded ray's storyline in the star wars trilogy where it's like she doesn't have to be related to one of our main characters in order for her to be important
0: (laughs) oh i thought the same thing she literally says that like the girl they, they literally say like she goes I'm a Barbosa, or whatever. It's like, no, or whatever her name was. She was like Smith, right? It was like yeah, Smith, Karina. Yeah. They're like Karina Smith, and then she's like Barbosa, and it's like, oh, I'm <laughs> okay, Ray. Ray yeah. Star Wars, yeah. like, And then Ray- JJ Abrams <laughs> is in the movie theater,
4: just like writing yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 write this down. He's like, oh,
0: I
1: didn't know, I what I didn't say, know how to.
3: I it. <laughs> I know I'm in the minority. I do like. I actually do really like the Rise of Skywalker, but I agree that. I'm Ray Skywalker is stupid. That was horrible. That was a dumb <laughs> yeah. line. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: bad. Uh, at least we got memes out of it though. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. You guys didn't bring up one of the more interesting character plot lines, let's call it, and that's of Salazar. Oh, I. Be- oh. Because when we get to the part where he explains to Barbosa why he's hunting for Jack Sparrow, it's just so. like cartoony villain evil it's just so dumb because it's like you think he's gonna have like a really heartfelt story as to like why you're like you're gonna like there's people like oh like i kind of get where he's coming from on this he's just like my goal was to kill all of the pirates of the world and jack sparrow escaped me and tricked me into the devil's triangle so now I want to kill him and all of the other pirates of the world again. It's like, it's like <laughs> you're just murdering people for no reason. Like I don't feel sorry
0: for you at all. Like it sounded a lot more mumbled than that too. Oh I'm, yeah. So, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah
4: can, you were saying earlier you could do a Salazar impression, like.
2: I just I wanted to
1: kill all the people of the, of, the, of the, all the pirates, and I and Jack Sparrow tricked me, and I, 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 <laughs> I uh, my goal is I want to kill all the all the pirates of the world. I feel like if we we'll asked Cameron to do a Schwarzenegger impression, we'll, we'll,
4: we'll. get down, get down. Look, Sparrow. Look, Sparrow. What are you doing? Get down. Um. <laughs> Expel. Um.
3: They never <laughs> also down. they don't really explain how salazar turns into this weird ghost thing yeah it's just like he just like falls into the water and then i guess his rage animates (laughs) him into a an evil spirit he's just missing
1: a giant chunk in his head and it's like how'd that happen where'd that come from
3: but then also he knows that if jack betrays the compass that he will be that they'll be released. And I'm like, how does he know that? Yeah. He's been trapped, trapped in this little triangle for years. How would he know that Jack, like getting rid of the compass would break the curse? Yeah. C-
1: can we talk about the compass thing? Because I noticed that right away. Jack has had this compass <laughs> attached Every. to his hip. Yeah. the entire- He's like, he's like been willing to sacrifice everyone he's run into to make sure that he always has that compass on him and for a bottle of rum he gives it away and now in the fifth film we learn that i want to make sure i get this i get this right because it was so dumb um make sure i have it here and it was betray the compass and it releases your greatest fear it's like so jack sparrow forgot this guy existed but his greatest fear was that he would, that he would, that this guy would come back for him, even though he just assumed he was dead. And if Jack Sparrow hands the compass over, which by the way, he has lost the compass other times in this <laughs> franchise, but now because he physically put it on a bar top and was willing to trade it for a bottle of rum, these ghost pirates that have been trapped in the Devil's Triangle for God knows how long are finally free to roam the seas again. It's like you can't
4: throw that plot line in there in your fifth film and have me take it seriously. You just can't do that. I didn't even think about that, but you are totally right, Ryan.
1: I it's it was crazy to me like and th- and then the fact that we have that scene where I was talking about the flashback and they they cap it off with like Young Jack Sparrow which if you haven't seen this one of the funniest things you could see is CGI Young Jack Sparrow because he looks crazy he looks like he looks like you remember Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War they make like like 20 year old RDJ Uh, like he looks like that but like a shitty version so yeah. it's really
3: funny. I don't think he, I don't think he is CGI. He, Casey, I, I
4: did they... look this up. And yeah, they did do tweaks on the actor's face. But the actor... Okay. He's still there. The actor yeah.
3: looks a lot like a young Johnny Depp.
4: Does though. he? Okay.
3: Yeah, like the actor that they got... I remember this at the time. Like seeing a picture, I'm like, whoa, that guy looks a lot like a young Johnny Depp. Like if this movie did anything right, it was finding a young guy yeah. who could be a convincing Jack Sparrow.
1: Well, they... Yeah. and He... He traps Salazar. And by the way, he gets the compass from the captain on the ship that he was serving on. And we also see, like, the other pirates, like, a tribute to you as our new captain. It's like, oh, that's how Jack got his braid. Oh, that's how Jack got his hat. Oh, that's how Jack got his coat. It's like, can we not? Like, please don't do this. Like, we don't need solo a Star Wars story. It's like, oh, that's how he got the dice in his ship. Like, no. Like, <laughs> Jack Sparrow's an established character, and you're in your fifth movie. We don't need to see how he became the Jack Sparrow that we know him as. We already know the character. I just thought that whole scene was so lazy and tried to give exposition as to who this Salazar character is, and they didn't do it. Because the way they told Davy Jones's story, oh, I, it's just not even close to the same uh heart and level to that i just thought it was so late like if you had salazar be a a character where like he's your overarching villain for like a couple films like and you slowly built him up and had a good reason to do it that'd be great but he's one and done he's out like we don't care like at this point you're nobody's seeing pirates of the caribbean films for the plot like i'm sorry it's just they threw plot out the window by the time at world's end came around and now it's just you go because it's a fun time. At least that's that's how I see the pirate films, and I'm sure a lot of people feel that same way. But don't shoehorn in some stuff that kind of ruins other elements of your previous films because those still hold up, and I don't want them to ruin that. But I think I'd love to hear a couple more compelling things about some of the scenes that we haven't gone over yet. But before we do that, we're going to throw a quick word to our sponsors. We talked a little bit about the Pirates theme park ride, and... I don't remember what year they did this, but Johnny, like Johnny Depp's Jack Sparrow and Barbosa, were not always in the theme park ride. They added those later after the success of the Pirates franchise. Zach, I want to throw to you first, and everybody can take a shot at this. Where in the let's just talk strictly Disneyland because it's the only one that I think we've all been to. Where in the Pirates ride can we fit in something from Dead Men Tell No Tales? I would love to see where we would put something. What do you got for me? <laughs> oh,
2: that's-
4: Um, who, I guess we have to put Salazar somewhere. Right. And I think the only place where it would make the most sense is I, I know one of the versions of the ride, um, when you're You're going down the, the waterfalls, you have that little mist projection. And I think that might be the only place you can kind of put them that makes sense. You are speaking my language, man. I'm almost
1: right in the exact same spot. That's exactly what I was going to say. The only thing I would change is you would have the black sludge from his mouth fall on you as you're going under it (laughs) instead of water. Just like... Well, he's like, dead of my internal tiles. I was just like, what is hitting me? Like, what is, oh, this is disgusting. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I, it's what we have to do. I'm, somebody should write a letter. We should we should find out if we can make this happen. Joel, are yeah. you going the same route?
0: Yeah, that was literally, that's why I was, like, getting on hyped when Zach was saying it, because I was like, that's the only spot that really makes yeah. sense. The only other thing I could potentially think, is, but it's, two, it's one of my favorite moments, so I wouldn't change it, is when you're going past the first ship that you see, with the pirate skeleton steering the ship with the lightning in mm, the background, yeah, you could probably sneak Salazar in there somewhere. Nah, I don't want to. But that moment's that. too perfect yeah. that you just don't mess. Yeah, with it. I them.
1: don't want to mess with that.
0: Um, I will say I didn't mind when they added the Jack Sparrows to the ride. It was fine. Yeah. the one, the only. Does Barbosa bother you? Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the fact, this is why. Because of the fact that it completely throws off the forced perspective of that ship. It's true. All of a sudden, you have Barbosa up there, and it's like, wait, hold on. I can see the captain's quarters right there, and you're telling me this man is going to fit in there like a full-on bedroom? Like, it doesn't work. Like, they have to take him <laughs> off, or, like, just use his voice or something, make a tiny animatronic? I don't know. But, like, the force perspective no longer <laughs> works because you have this normal-sized animatronic on what's clearly a small ship.
1: What well, was up there before? It was just a smaller pirate captain, right?
0: Yeah, I I don't know. It just like it just made it something about it being Garbosa like threw it off, you know? And I don't I don't know. It just it really threw the perspective off for me.
1: Um Casey, do you have something that you want to throw into the ride? You've been on this yeah. one, right? Oh, yeah, I love okay, this ride. Good. This
3: was the actually the very first ride nice. I ever went on. Great choice. At Disneyland. Fantastic choice. We did all the water rides first. So we nice. were just damp throughout the whole day. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Me uh in this land. you know the people who like put you on the boat they're like two here three here whatever um so that got that person's gonna be replaced by orlando bloom the real orlando bloom you oh only, so just like in the movie you only get a little taste of him you only get like a minute oh. with him got it but it's enough
1: <laughs> oh i love pirates but we i would love for captain salazar to come on in what do you think zach
4: um you know what joel i think i have a solution for your barbosa beef i think that just like in the movie we should have him fall off of the ship oh i love that just <laughs> on the right <ride>. into the <laughs> de- into the depths of the sea <laughs> and, <laughs> as yes. he
0: falls down we just see his arms sparkle really quick <laughs> um you know it's funny I, it's fu- go ahead joel no, I was just going to say that that area has one of my favorite sound bits of the entire attraction. Zach and Casey, Ryan knows this, but Pirates is my favorite ride. Mm-hmm. Like, I, It's it, my favorite attraction at Disney. And, and I just love that one sound bit of guy, we're going to sink your ship. And it just, every time, <laughs> I, I can't help but laugh because he's just like, we're going to sink your ship. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh, all right. <laughs>
1: um, it's funny. We are our talk kind of transition to Barbosa because I wanted to see if there were things that happened in this fourth Pirates movie that would further explain some of the questions I have about the fifth one how did Barbosa get all of this money and all of these ships how does that happen can somebody explain that to me because he's just crazy rich in this one right out the gate and I don't I didn't understand it
0: I don't even remember, honestly. I remember the mermaids. That's- <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: I remember the mermaids. I don't know. I guess I just assume, like, I don't remember anything about Barbosa from the fourth film. Like, I don't even know if he's in the fourth film. To be honest, I can't okay. remember. Right. But I, I, do... I, I'm
1: pulling it up right now.
3: My assumption wait, wait, was it, he. No, I don't know. Is he working with the British? Yeah. The so the... I'm, I'm, lit- yeah. I'm
1: literally just looking at a poster for On um, Stranger Tides, and he's in there, and he's in like the British em- Empire oh, yeah, uniform. yeah, yeah. No,
4: that's weird. Well, that's what a lot of
3: that in real life. That's what a lot of pirates did was they would go be privateers for the government, which was like essentially you were a pirate, but it was legal and you were only pirating like the government's enemies. Well, you know what?
0: Read general history of pirates. The general no, history of no, the no. pirates. They, they,
1: they, they
4: made me take a class on the Bible instead. We could, only, <laughs> we could only do one book. So you only knew about the pirates who don't do anything, is what you're saying. We stay at home and lie around.
1: <laughs> that's all they do.
4: Um, um But I, um, you bring that up, though, that, you know, that's what most pirates did. They went into those, like, British positions. But that seems like... With the characters, like, we were three movies in, that seems like something maybe, you know, Mr. Gibbs would do. He'd be yeah. more on that. But yeah. Barbosa was just, like, a classic pirate who was just, like, all about sailing the seas and causing trouble and stealing treasure. And he's, show. like,
1: I brought up, he's one of, like, the ten pirate captains of the whole world. Like, exactly. he's one of them. It was just, that, sem- that seems so weird, but it makes sense now. If he was working with the British Empire, I could see where he got all of his money, and then he just peaced out on his own boats. Another one... um. How, when did the Black Pearl become a ship in a in a bottle? Did that happen in the fourth movie? Does anybody remember that? Because <laughs> so um, I was really
0: confused. <laughs> I I know I said I love the Pirates franchise because I do. I genuinely love this franchise, but not to the extent of like the Jurassic franchise where I watch it every year. Like, right. Uh, I, I, up, up until watching this last night, I couldn't remember the last time I watched another Pirates movie. It might have yeah, been, been when I saw Stranger Tides. No, I watched Stranger Tides at home one time. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I uh, just
1: remember these things. I was like, "Well, I haven't seen the fourth one, so I'll ask everybody on the show if I could, if they know what
4: happened." And so far, exactly. no. You didn't see it either. No, no. I was supposed to go see this in theaters with my buddies, and instead, I went to go watch The Hangover Part Two with my family. Wow, what a none choice. of us won that day. <laughs> so what only a What a, I have seen it. What
1: an interesting. <laughs> flip like your buddies wanted to see pirates but you went with your family to go see the rated r comedy i love that <laughs> that's fantastic yeah that's
4: that's the kind of uh, mom and dad and sister that i have that's great i love that i gotta
0: i gotta say this for, for zach and ryan the <laughs> stranger tides is one of the most outlandish scenes in the whole franchise in my opinion um i'm not gonna spoil it either watch the film or just look up on youtube on stranger tides palm trees just look that up. There's a there's a whole sequence in the film with these palm trees that is wild. And I remember watching that in theaters going, yo, this is dumb. But I also <laughs> really loved
1: it. <laughs> I um I have one more thing in regards like, did I miss something? And then we can go around and start talking about me some other stuff. But when Karina and Henry and Jack they have the other pirates mutiny against them and they take the small boat and they have the My new favorite CGI sharks chasing after them, um, which I don't know how Salazar had those on his ship to begin with, but that's cool. That works for me. Um, When they get to that island, who are all of those people that are on that (laughs) island with the giant like dinosaur skeleton holding the weddings? There's a priest on that island. Where did those people come from? Because I've never seen any of them before. I was very confused. Does anyone have any answers about that?
3: I I just don't think it was a you know it wasn't a deserted island not every island they have to land on must be a deserted one there's just people who live there <laughs> and one of them knows Jack from back in the day
0: That's yeah that's kind of how I took it is like you know we we've seen from all these other previous films that Jack has been all over the seas you know he yeah. knows mm-hmm. someone everywhere and I think this was just one of those moments where it's like Yep, here's another person that Jack owes, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: It's like how um, like how Paul McCartney is his uncle. It's the same kind of thing. Like, yep. we don't need explanation. <laughs> we'll yeah. just have that. That scene was horrible. Like Horrible. I, I, it, it doesn't bother me that Paul McCartney was in the movie. It bothers me that it was such a throwaway scene that we didn't need. It's
4: like, it was so bad. And Disney probably had to dish out a lot of money because that's yeah. like a whole beetle. Yeah, it's one whole beetle.
3: 100. and when you compare that again to the introduction yeah. of keith richards in at world's end and it's like you see him you see like his hands strumming the guitar first or yeah. maybe you hear it first and then you see it and then you see him mm-hmm. Ooh. well
4: no like it starts his introduction goes like he shoots like one of the pirates who's like has the floor remember okay like somebody's oh, yeah, arguing yeah, yeah. and then like yeah. shot right. in the chest because it's at the round
1: table meeting yeah mm-hmm. you're right mm-hmm.
4: Um, I have like an encyclopedia knowledge of the first three movies and I just never saw the fourth one. (laughs) He's like, I mean, Zach's like, you know what? I'm not going to risk it.
1: I like these as they are. Um, If we could pick one musical artist to be in the next Pirates movie, who would it be? Oof, Bruno Mars. (laughs) (laughs) They're going with like old school rock rock and roll bands. And Zach's just like, nope, we're changing it up here. He's going to be
4: like a he's going to be a parrot. Oh, that would be so. Uh, funny. Andrea Bocelli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh my
1: god, that would be so good. Uh, I can't think. Casey, do you have one? I'm really struggling. With oh
3: man, one. yeah. I'm I'm trying to think, and like now the only name popping into my head is Macklemore. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I got it in my head and I couldn't get it out.
4: That's wait, so good. Wait, I got one. Okay, Michael Bolton. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, yes. oh yeah oh yeah that's the right answer oh, yes. every, yeah, every answer.
0: episode or every time ryan and i are gonna go edit we we should open to the thing and then we'll be like we talking and talking talking and then at one point one of us will just go all right boys let's get to it to it to it to it, to it, to it. <laughs> and then we like echo ourselves yeah, yeah. Oh, Michael Bolton's the right answer. Yeah, you nailed
1: it, Zach. If they don't do that in this...
3: this is the test <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't
1: had a cameo already after how popular that song was. That's like the second most popular Lonely Island song. That like, one's my favorite. That one's my favorite, too. Like, yeah. that song is great. He's got to be in the next one, which, funny enough... Are they hinting at a sixth one at the end of this movie? Let's Uh, let's touch on that a little bit here. uh, Man, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that end credit scene. What do you guys think about that one? Who wants to go first? Well, I know when
0: I was like looking at the end, like at the very end of it. Yeah. Right. We just see those things on the ground, and I was like, "What is this?" And then I realized, "This is a load of barnacles."
4: (laughs) (laughs) I heard
1: that. Um. I mean, we talked about a little bit earlier the ending where like Will comes back home and he embraces Elizabeth and Jack sails off. But in the post-credit scene, it's just Will and Elizabeth sleeping in their bed, and I guess Gross. the 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 <laughs> remnants of a Davy Jones's ship member shows up, and we're supposed to it's supposed to look like it was just a dream because Will wakes up and there's nobody there. But then the camera pans down to the floor, and we see like the barnacles and stuff on the ground. So like. We're just doing guesswork here. We don't know. I is there an is is there a sixth movie announced? Do we know?
4: I think like recently, weren't they hinting that they were going to just not include Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow?
1: Right. Which at that point, like, I know I know there's some why controversy around that, but just just why bother? Yeah, exactly. Like, just you can't do that. But let's say let's say they did that and they did it without him, and maybe they made maybe they're like, hey, uh, Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley, you guys want to be in the forefront of this one if they were because they're they're clearly setting up to like if they make another one with that end currency then those two are like barely in the movie again i'm gonna be like what the hell was that like what are we doing so like uh, what are they what are they setting up here does anybody have a guess
0: a new ride uh, that's fine <laughs> that's great. i'm
3: sure they were planting the seeds for a potential sixth film yeah and then i don't think that this one made as much money as the others, I think it made. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it made the least amount of money of all of the films. I'm sure it wasn't anything to sneeze at.
1: So, but. so I mentioned that the Pirates franchise as a whole is about like four point five billion. So I'll run through the totals in order real quick. So, Curse of the Black Pearl, very first one, six hundred fifty four million. This is going to be total box office, six hundred fifty four million. Dead Man's Chest, one point zero six six billion hell yeah uh at world's end 960 million on stranger tides 1.045 billion and then uh dead man tell no tales 794 million so it beat Wait, it, it, it outperformed the, the original and they all of them did
0: yeah that was, the original was the lowest right it's yeah 640 it was 40 or something Six,
1: 654 so it was uh it was like almost almost uh 150 million more
4: but I guess whenever you compare Inflation. the second, third and fourth one, it's a significant dip in interest.
1: The most interesting of that group is the third one going the third one being less than the second one but then the fourth one being more than the third one. Just just blowing up. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't I don't understand that. Like
0: Well, that was also the biggest gap between the films, wasn't it? So it Yeah,
1: 2007 people, like, 2007 to 2011. Actually, the biggest gap is the the fourth well the up, until one, yeah, right? up until this one yeah up until this one yeah yeah
0: but i'm saying at that point it was the biggest one yeah
1: because dead man's chest and at world's end came out in back-to-back years so mm-hmm. and no
0: offense to javier bardem but it's like with stranger tides we got like blackbeard and penelope cruz that's like, ian
1: mcshane's in that one right
0: yeah ian mcshane has blackbeard <laughs> and then we get penelope cruz it's like it's kind of like i don't know that's a bigger draw to me then than javier like bardem. There's Javier Bardem, and then these two younger actors. I agree. The random girl Mm -hmm. and the guy from The Giver. Well,
1: uh, Will and Elizabeth aren't in the fourth one at all, right?
3: No, and that's why I don't like it. Yeah,
1: (laughs) they're they're two of the most important characters in the franchise. I get that.
3: They we talk about how you know Karina and Henry are Diet Will and Elizabeth, but the true Diet Will and Elizabeth is that priest and that mermaid. How dare you! try to give me a new romance after giving me one of the best romances in it in cinema history in the previous three films
0: although i did like on stranger tides i do have one beef with it and that is the fact that it's they're setting out to try and find the Fountain of Youth. And the reason I have a problem with that is because National Treasure was going to do a film about the Fountain of Youth, and then they didn't because Pirates is doing
1: you it. You got to let this go, buddy.
0: <laughs> That's an issue with me.
1: <laughs> it's just Jerry Bruckheimer play, uh, pulling yeah. from his own playbook. You got to like, get past He's that. like,
0: hey, wait a minute. <laughs>
1: um, I was curious about what critically these did. I am almost positive this is the lowest rated Pirates film at 29%. Um, yeah. yeah did I you- think
3: I was messy. I think I was confusing the box office with the critical scores and this one has the lowest critical score. They all just kind of got worse as they went along, but this one's like super low.
1: Yeah, I, it's it's not surprising, I guess. I thought maybe the fourth one. I've heard more negative things about the fourth one than the fifth one. Um but I thought maybe maybe it would be a little different. Um, But we've probably covered enough of the negatives with this film. Zach, I know you said you had a couple positive things that you liked about this film. Are there any that you haven't touched on yet that you maybe wanted to get out there for everyone?
4: Yeah, Um. this is my first time rewatching it since I watched it in a theater. And I think knowing that it wasn't going to be up to caliber with the first three, I was able to look at it with a little bit of a kinder light, and there are a lot of entertaining sequences that feel like classic pirates Um you've already mentioned the opening uh, stealing of the vault scene is admittedly fun yeah um, same for the execution scene whenever they cut that's back my to favorite Korea. scene that
1: was, that was my favorite was when that when all the everybody in the crowd was going back and forth and back and forth
4: I love that, that was yeah great. that's delightful and then he's like um, uh, he's spinning but he's still like With the in guillotine. the guillotine yeah, yeah. Uh, the way it like goes up and down and up and down and I'm like this feels like classic, fun pirates.
0: It was very uh, like gag comedy. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. It was like a Three Stooges level of comedy, but it worked in the film. It was really good. Um,
4: what about Zach? You got anything else you really liked, or was that kind of the big one you wanted to touch on? Um, uh, those scenes were good. Um, the CGI isn't always awful. Jeffrey Rush is carrying this movie for sure um i think that might be the extent of all the good i have to say about it what about you
1: and, oh yeah Go ahead. um yeah. well maybe so uh, we'll see we'll see what everybody else kind of has casey do you have any positives from dead man tell no tales
3: um you know i don't hate this movie um i was more just disappointed by it in general but yeah like there there are good things about it the five the, no, not even five minutes. The three minutes we get with Will and Elizabeth are glorious, <laughs> even if Kira Knightley does not have a single line.
1: The camera, uh, the camera's looking right at her. Could have said anything. No, nope. anything. Hasn't, nothing. Seen her, hasn't seen her husband in like eighteen years. Nope. Exactly. Not, not a I word. Just,
3: well, like eight years. He comes around once every ten years. Oh yeah, you're right. That's true. Uh, but and you just feel that. You feel that chemistry um, between these two amazing actors who you know, are playing characters who already have this established relationship with that, that we know and care about. And that, and that was amazing. I wish that they had had more of that in the film. I don't know if there were scheduling conflicts and that's why they couldn't do it or if they just didn't want to, but it does make me happy that Will and Elizabeth finally had an actual happy ending. Yeah,
1: at least we got to see them, which was like,
3: great. I think the original pilot parts trilogy is an amazing trilogy. Yep. Um, with an ending that is probably better because it isn't a happy ending a truly happy ending Um, but I am glad that a few movies later they do get that sort of happy fairy tale ending that they deserve
1: yeah I would agree Um, what about you Joel you got anything positive to take from this film
0: yeah like watching pirates just blow up (laughs) (laughs) I just love that it's like they're getting hit with cannonballs or like just driven through and they just explode um it doesn't make a ton of sense i understand there's a lot of gunpowder in there uh but i don't know i just like watching the pirate ships explode that's it well do you do you
1: think potentially there is something they could have changed in this movie that maybe would have made it better like is there something that if you had the reins you could fix to maybe make the movie a little bit better
4: Mm, i would replace karina with the redhead from the ride Ooh and have her not be related to Barbosa or maybe still I like that. she just like has more of a pirate personality she's more I don't know um what's the word um there's a word maybe malicious just, maybe just yeah.
1: don't have your like only female character be portrayed as either a witch <laughs> or a whore in most of the movie and that, yeah. that wouldn't be too bad either i know they're pirates but still like come
0: on I... I would have loved a more focused story. Like, wh- okay, Here's actually a positive that I liked. I loved all the parts where – what the hell is the guy's name? Henry? Henry. Mm-hmm. Henry Turner. Henry. I loved when Henry would be, like, upset with Jack because Jack's just kind of like, eh, whatever about all that. And then Henry's like, no, like, hello. Like, we're doing something here, you know? And, like, he would kind of, like – you know, like toughen up a little bit with Jack. He like, is, is the one scene on the ship where Jack is asleep.
1: Yeah, exactly. And That's like, exactly. What we're he's talking like, about. "You're doing nothing." He's like, "You call this nothing?" It's like, "Yeah, you're drunk and you're sleeping." It's, it's so like, like I'm doing two things at once.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but like, imagine like had the story been a lot more focused, and they were just like, like the whole movie yeah. was just kind of like them going through all of it together. You know, like like the the, the the robbing the bank, and like you guys even said the 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 guillotine scene, like that was so much fun probably could have gotten rid of all that. You know, like we didn't need any of that stuff. It There's didn't a, really drive the story in any way. It was this just movie like prob- a, let's put this out there. You
1: could probably cut 25 minutes out of this movie and still get yeah. to every point that you hit. Um, and it's still really short, too. Yeah, just o- just okay. over 2 hours. Um, yeah, Casey, do you have anything that maybe you could do to make this be- I, I feel like your answer yeah. is just like make Will and Elizabeth the main characters again?
3: <laughs> oh, that would be nice. I don't but I don't think you have to do that. It just would be nice to have a little bit more of them uh but i think some big things i would do is just you know have a different script in a lot of places but you know make henry more of a main character and you know his thing the driving force um you know make salazar as a villain make more sense i think his motivation of i just want to kill pirates and like that was my whole goal in life and that'll be my goal now like that that's fine with me but his whole his whole supernatural element to him just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, and I would like to know more about that. Um, and then, oh, my other, but my other big thing is with Karina. I was thinking, like, I think I would like her, like, keep her as an astronomer. I think that's actually really cool. But instead of having like every man being, yeah, like like you're saying, just calling her a witch or a whore, it would be kind of funny if the like, one little thing they did with something like that is, you know, Henry needs to find an astronomer. He's found Jack Sparrow, and, you know, maybe now he needs to find an astronomer to read this map. So he goes to the best astronomer in town or whatever, expecting it to be a man. And then, oops, it's it's right. a woman. It's Karina. And then that's that's how you introduce her. And then she's just very capable, and then they go off, and that's that.
1: Yeah, because she starts out way more capable. Because like Elizabeth was, uh, went from damsel in distress to pirate captain. So mm-hmm. it's like yeah. it's a tr- it's a nice transition through three films. With her, she starts out really strong, and it's almost mm-hmm. like they don't wanna they don't wanna give her any real growth as a character. Yeah, so they could like have had her
3: just be like a scientist who's like, oh, I, I couldn't go on a pirate ship, and then you know she actually then she gets there and she's like, oh, actually, I'm great at this. Yeah,
1: absolutely, I think yeah, I think that works. Um, so I think we're about ready to see what everybody's refund totals are, but there's one thing I want to see if anybody can do this. Mm-hmm. Can you name the director of this film?
3: I just looked it up. I think that's cheating. But <laughs> I it's an it's an interesting name with some um like Norwegian letters in it.
4: I know <laughs> so, two people there you did you go. this. Yes, it's two,
0: it's two directors exactly. Javier Bardem and Nicolas Cage
1: so it's i want to say uh,
3: johan uh, rotsman uh, yeah, i'm gonna
1: butcher these names and i apologize to these two men in advance i think yeah, they're i they're, think they're, they're two, listening yeah. uh <laughs> joachim Roning and espen sandberg are the two directors fun fact they've done mostly films in their i guess nor norwegian um filmmaking um their only other like film feature film here in the states was only directed by one of them, by Joachim Roening, and it's Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, the sequel to the Maleficent oh. film. He di- he directed that, and they both have individual projects, so they decided to stop working together after Pirates Five. So,
4: ooh, <laughs> yeah, yikes! Yeah, um, I've never
3: seen this, but he directed uh, Contiki. Mm-hmm. I always heard that was a really good movie. Also, That's... on the ocean. Yeah, ocean also in
4: the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> I will say the first three, directed by Gore Verbinski, yeah. are just solid. I mean, he's a wild out there director because he went straight from making The Ring in 2002 <laughs> to jumping with Disney on making Pirates. And from what I've heard, um,. Disney didn't have much input with him while he was making Dead Man's Chest and At World's End, so he had a lot of freedom to do whatever he wanted with as much money as he possibly, like, desired. And then you go to the fourth movie, and it's directed by Rob Thomas, who... Rob Marshall. Has... My, my bad. Uh, Rob Marshall, who has become, like, a bit of a work-for-hire for Disney, mm. making movies like Mary Poppins Returns and the upcoming Little Mermaid movie. So it just seems like Disney feels like they're, you know, just having more of a watchful eye for both of the Pirates movies after Gore Verbinski had his hands all over the first three. So maybe just if they make another one, they probably just need to find a director they trust who's wild and they'll just give carte blanche to do whatever (laughs) whatever they want. Who do you think would be a good directing choice if they do a sixth one?
3: Gore Verbinski. Just bring him back. (laughs) Run it back. I mean, Thought like Thoughts on The Godfather Part 3 aside, if they were going to make a Godfather Part 4, it would be absolute sacrilege to not bring on Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. And like the first three Pirates movies, they are Gore Verbinski's movies. <laughs> and if they want to bring him back, they need to bring him back. <laughs>
4: Um, real quick on Gore Verbinski what's the consensus on The Lone Ranger if I may ask uh, how do y'all I feel about that it. one I skipped that one never I seen it Yeah. Um, oh. very long but the last 30 minutes are admittedly incredible it's a big train sequence they play the theme and it feels like one of the OG pirate movies
0: you had me at train
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um. alright so we'll see if the pirates franchise continues on Uh, To a sixth film But we are about at the end of our episode Of the I Refund Podcast here And we're going to find out where we all stand On our refund total Zach, you picked this film The movie came out in 2017 The average ticket price is just under $9 So you could get a $9 refund For this movie Would you like a refund? And if so, how much of it would you like back?
4: Hmm Well speaking now in 2021 it's not as bad as i remember but i'm thinking more this is 2017 my sister and her friends are watching guardians 2 i really wish i did that so i'm gonna ask for maybe five dollars back. Uh, back all yeah. right very nice uh casey what about yourself how much of your refund
1: would you like if any at all
3: mm, i don't want a refund um i don't like i said before i don't hate this movie it kind of disappointed me, but there are movies that I have watched where I've been like, I hate this. This yeah. is a raging disappointment that will that is just gonna make me more angry the more I think about it. And that's not or, how like, I feel about Pirates Five. Yeah. The first three Pirates films completely wrap up the story in such a or tell a story and wrap it up in such a way that the movies that came after it, in a way, I just sort of don't connect them to right. the originals. You know, I can divorce them from the originals. Yeah,
1: no, that's totally fair. Um, Joel, so what I'm about? So I'm just your... like, whatever. Yeah, just whatever. Dude, you want to keep making these great? Doesn't mean I have to see them. I'll watch the old ones. <laughs> um, Joel, what about yourself? You taking the refund here? No refund. Yeah, I'm.
0: I, this is fine.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh... I'm on board, too. Uh, I don't want a refund on this one. At some point here soon, I will watch the fourth one, and I look forward to the sixth one. Can't wait. Can't (laughs) wait. Let's keep it going. Uh, Let's get Michael Bay in for the sixth one.
3: (laughs) Sure.
0: Why not? Actually, that'd be great. pirate ship explosions would be so sick. The
1: pirate ship turns into a transformer. (laughs)
3: That would actually be really cool. I'd be very down for a Michael Bay pirate movie. Maybe not Pirates of the Caribbean, but just in general.
1: Just have... Just Michael Bay should just they well, should just like bring Transformers into Fast and the Furious and make one of them a pirate ship and just let Ooh. Michael Bay cook and just like let him do whatever he wants. Ha, get awesome. a t- order like hundred and fifty American flags and make sure you're always filming at sunset and then transition to nighttime and then back into sunset in every shot and you're ready. You you, you can make a Michael Bay film too if you do all those things.
4: There'd actually be a lot of dynamic telephoto like pirate ship like just uh camera movement that'd be great honestly let's do it all right
1: whoever we got it that's uh all those all those things are owned by different people we gotta we gotta get going on that we gotta call like four different studios to make this happen
0: What we know is true is that once the ride comes out for that movie it's going in universal because they just take everything yeah yeah we'll we'll take a a sony ip and then we'll take a (laughs) disney ip and uh yeah i can't
1: i can't wait to see what famous attraction they get rid of to put this new ride in
0: it uh, was attraction. They'd be like, so we're deleting the whole back lot for the new Michael yeah, right? Bay uh reformer Fear in the Furious ride. The studio
1: <laughs> tour is just that ride now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you just go on a it's basically a two hour movie that you're just experiencing on your own.
0: You got, you know, Vin Diesel shows up, he's like, I we be family. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Vin Diesel as a pirate is something that everybody should see. We need to see that happen. Um Alright, so That is Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. And we want to thank our guests, Zach and Casey, of Celluloid Jam, coming back for a second round for us here. Thank you both so much for coming. What do you guys got cooking on your show coming up? Will you tell us where can the people find you?
3: uh so you can listen to celluloid jam on apple podcasts or spotify you can also find us on instagram at celluloid jam underscore the podcast um we have let's think we have a hamilton and a podcast about hamilton that we recorded forever ago that we're gonna be releasing soon uh, and then also just you know talking about more movies that came out in 2020 if you didn't know that's what our podcast is about we talk about movies that were released in 2020 a lot of bad ones but uh some good ones as well uh so yeah we'll have some more movies coming out or not movies coming out we'll have some more podcasts about movies coming out here soon
1: very nice um so you said you got some movies that you want to talk that you're going to be talking about in some of your episodes why don't you join us here before you go we like to give our recommendations to the people about some movies that they could potentially watch since we don't really well i mean you guys everybody you should probably watch this one it's not terrible but maybe something a little bit better that you could recommend each of them uh zach you want to go first on that one if you got something
4: oh absolutely I am going to suggest, um, if you have HBO Max, they currently have Josie and the Pussycats from 2001. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, what a I, rec- I recently watched this for the first time because it's gained a bit of a cult following and they just celebrated their 20- 20th anniversary. And I've always assumed this was kind of like one of those teen, girly, mean girls, confessions of a teenage trauma queen kinds of movies. Then actually when I watched it, um it was an all too relevant uh satire of both the, t- the time and just the music industry much more f- much better than i expected it's very funny um even if you don't have a close connection with the hanna-barbera cartoon it's based off or the archie comics that it's based off there's a handful of funny performances the album and the songs in it um they still slap. They they go hard mm-hmm. for their songs, and delightful time all around. So much fun. Um, a lot of subliminal messages that very, that are very funny. Uh, can't recommend it enough. Just awesome. and the Pussycats.
1: Fantastic, Casey. What about you? What's something fun that you think everybody should be checking out?
3: Um. So. As you might have guessed, based on the fact that one of the things I keep referencing with the pirate movies is that I do love romance in films. Uh, You know, that's one of my, you know, I love, I love pirates in general, but one of the things I think the original trilogy gets really well is that core romance between Will and Elizabeth. Uh, So I'm going to recommend another romantic movie, uh, In the Mood for Love, directed by Wong Kar Wai. Great movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a masterpiece one of the best movies ever made and I don't I'm not the only one who thinks that it's always on that BFI Sight and sound poll um I think it's currently on HBO Max still uh a lot of Wong Kar-Wai's films are very hard to access one of his one of my favorite films of all time is Chungking Express which is hard, very hard to find I still don't think it's on any streamers except maybe the Criterion Channel but yeah, In the Mood for Love is on HBO Max and it's a great film. I don't want to spoil anything about it, I'll just say that one of the stars in the movie, Tony Leung, he stars in a lot of Wong Kar Wai movies. He is going to be in the new Marvel film, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And when I watched that trailer and saw him in it, I was I was so excited. I love him. I love him so much and he looks amazing he's like almost 60 and he looks like he did in the mood when in in the mood for love it's crazy
1: nice that's a that's a great recommendation
4: i've never even heard of that movie so
3: never oh it's so good
4: it's just like so wild the two recommendations like i <laughs> you got this prestigious like uh artistic beautiful film and I just recommended Josie and the Pussycats.
3: <laughs> it's a great double feature.
4: We we do that basically
1: every week, where yeah. Joel and I usually pick something that's super fun and campy, and Cameron's like, "Yeah, uh, Gorbachev, This movie. Uh, he he <laughs> it was on his top ten films of all time." Um, Joel, what do you have to recommend it for us this week?
0: Something super fun and campy. Yeah, I figured. Um, I just recently rewatched a film that I haven't seen in years. You three made uh, know because it's on my letterbox. Yeah, I know what it is. Um, but Roger Rabbit. I just rewatched Roger Rabbit recently, and oh my god, that still yeah. is such a phenomenal. It holds up so well. Mm-hmm. The practical effects, like everything about that. I mean, in the animation, like. Just if you've never watched any like behind the scenes on how they made Roger mm-hmm. Rabbit, oh, it yeah. is a spectacle, yeah. Um, and definitely, like, yeah, you, yeah, you should definitely check that out if you haven't. Um, but in general, check out just Roger Rabbit, it's yeah. A film. And also,
1: dis- you, dis- you, ra- oh, no, you go ahead, Casey.
0: I'll
3: <laughs> you say you rated it really poorly on Letterboxd, though. No, Joelle. I rated it a
0: three, and then my friend messaged me and said, You gave Roger Rabbit a three, I thought I gave it a four. And I was like, I was like, didn't I give it a four? And he was like, no. And so I went back and fixed it. So it's a four now. Uh, I thought it was I, like yeah, a two and a
3: half, and I was like, whoa, yeah. Joel, coming here with the hot takes no, about no, no. who framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, and I almost, I almost gave it a five. Like honestly, like my biggest, th- my, a big thing for me when I'm trying to rate films that I have to separate for myself is I always take into consideration like the production aspect of things, you know, and like I need to separate that and just, you know be really just about the film itself and not about like oh well they had to do this to get that shot you know um but yeah no it's fantastic and it still holds up so it's great
1: also um disney i know you listen to our show put the costume roger rabbit back in the theme park i want want to take my picture with him (laughs) (laughs) that's all i want he used to be in the disney sing-along videos and i always wanted to meet him and i never Mm -hmm. got to so bring him back um I'm going to stay in the Disney realm a little bit here, and this is a movie that actually was brought up earlier in the show as a good pirate movie, and I wanted to have this as the recommendation because this is my favorite pirate movie, and it's Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> nice. um, that is peak Tim Curry in his Tim Curryist, and that if you haven't experienced a full Tim Curry performance, I think this is a great first one to go with because he is fantastic as Long John Silver, all of the Muppets in classic form. It's a really interesting point in the Muppets because it was, I believe, it was the first feature film after Jim Henson had passed away. Um, so it's a couple of characters don't get a lot of shine, but the ones that do, they really stand out. And Muppet Treasure Island might be my favorite Muppet movie. It's it's between Ooh. it's between that and Muppets Take Manhattan. It's a very close battle between the two. Um, but I love Muppet Treasure Island, so go check that out uh, now. After you finish the episode, go watch that, and then watch everybody else's recommendations because that was a good that was a good uh, round we had there. Um, Cameron probably would have re- re- uh, said like some six episode mini series on BBC or something like that. I don't know what he <laughs> would Don't said. worry, I'm
0: gonna text him. Well, Hills will be on the the post. Well, excuse me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we'll find out what he recommends. Um, all right, so that'll about do it for this week's episode of the i'd like a refund podcast thank you everybody so much for checking us out again you can always find us on our social medias at refund pod see what next episodes we got cooking up for you. we got some fun stuff in the pipeline we can't wait to tell you about you also check us out on all of your podcasting platforms apple spotify check us out and check out celluloid jam thank you guys again so much for joining us we really appreciate it thank you so much for having us
3: Happy to be here. Yeah,
1: and we'll uh we'll do this again sometime in the future because this was a great time. I know we all feel that way and enjoy having you guys on. Um, all right. Thanks everybody for this week's episode of the I'd like a refund podcast. See you next time.